Well, hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso. Joe Caruso. And I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Thanks for the extra introduction there, I Jeff. Am That's Joe awesome. Caruso. I am the... Uh, anyway, so, well, from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone, including Jeff over here, has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. And when even the experts sound convincing, but then they disagree, how do we cut through the noise and how do we sift through through all of the information overload and choose what governs our lives. Our leadership here at Grace has been processing these things and praying for all of us, and so we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Jeff Bogue. (laughs) Yes, Joe Caruso. (laughs) How we doing, friend? It's Mixed Messages by the Joe Caruso with Jeff Bogue. Oh, I like that. No. (laughs) We should get t-shirts. Change the notes here real quick. We should get quick. t-shirts made. Podcasts <laughs> should have a t-shirt for sure. That so just the, by all of you guys listening, you need to write in if you would purchase a t-shirt, should we have them made? Let's take an informal survey. There you go. And you can always do that at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. Um, My picture on the front, Joe Caruso's picture on the back. <laughs> That'd be uh, business in the front, party in the back. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Oh, so good. So, so good. Well, we have another submitted question for today, and uh, this is diving right into the scriptures, Jeff. It's a great question. Um, in Matthew seven twenty one twenty three, 23, mm-hmm. um, Jesus says this, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and uh, drive out demons in your name and perform many miracles? And then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, evildoers. So the listener's question then is, can a person think they're saved just because they say the words, but their hearts or thoughts don't change? Uh, Yes, they can. I'm looking something up here as we're talking. Um, The... uh they absolutely can think that, and um, and that's one of the great warnings of Scripture, that uh, you, you can say that you're a follower of Christ, um, but actually not be, and that's what I was looking for. I was, uh, Matthew 25 is actually where my mind went. I just mm-hmm. blanked out on the references we were talking. What's that, Joe? Um <laughs> Joe has stuff in his Bible, but Matthew 25, the nerve nerve to have notes in your Bible. Uh, Matthew 25, Jesus is talking here. He's talking about the sheep and the goats, which Mm -hmm. is people who think that they're followers of Christ or not. And the Bible says uh, that when the Son of Man is glory, angels come. uh, He will sit on his glory. So all the nations will be gathered before him. He will separate the people, one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right side and the goats on his left. And then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed, my father, take your inheritance. The kingdom is prepared for you since the creation of the world. For when I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me something to drink. When I was a stranger, uh, you invited me in. I needed clothes, you clothed me. And I was sick, you looked after me. I was in prison, you came to visit me. The righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we do that? And he said, in verse 39, you did this when you did this to the least of of these. Uh, When you did it for these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it for me, verse 40. Verse 41 then, to those on his left, to the goats, he says, depart from me, 
you who are cursed to the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, thirsty, naked. You didn't help me at all. You didn't invite me in. I'm paraphrasing, of course. And they say, Lord, uh, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and didn't help you? And he replied, truly, I tell you, whenever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Mm. And so Jesus at that at that uh, judgment seat is looking and saying, I'm going to separate the sheep from the goats. And, and, and the question is, can people think they're saved because they've said the right words, but their thoughts and their actions didn't change? And my answer is, yes, they can think that because goats and sheep graze in the same field. Mm. And so what Jesus is separating here is, we would say it this way, is people who go to church together. And they go to the same field, and they hear from the same shepherd, and they would hear the same word of God, and they would hear the same challenge of God, but they would respond completely differently. So you back up a little bit in Scripture here, and you have the the man who comes to Jesus and says, Rabbi, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus says, here it is. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, if you combine the Matthew and Mark. And then he says, the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So I often express my love to God by expressing my love to people. So in the sheep and the goats... People have the same information, eat the same grass, drink the same water. Jesus puts that down as a litmus test. He's like, when you by nature cared for the hungry, clothed the naked, invited the stranger in, when you by your nature loved your neighbor, that is evidence that I have actually brought transformation in your heart. Mm. You are sheep. Yep. it's not the field you go to, it's not the grass you eat, it's not the water you drink. It's how you interacted with these people that I love so much and that you didn't do that in an obligatory way. You did that so naturally that you didn't even think about it as serving me. It wasn't a missions trip, it wasn't a fundraiser, you just kind of live that way. Mm-hmm. The goats ate the same grass, drank the same water, lived in the same field. When didn't we? Well, you never cared for anybody. You only cared for yourself. You had the same information, same the same songs, went to the same church building, but I don't know you because I you're not transformed by me, mm-hmm. right? And and I could imagine now I'm outside of scripture, but I would imagine those goats saying, "But oh, we gave money and we, you know, that th- that's the other passage you're looking at, like, but we prophesied, we gave money and." We went to church and we took a missions trip and we got we were in youth group. And he's like, yeah, but you didn't you didn't love people. You did religious things out of obligation, but it wasn't your heart and it wasn't your passion, you know. Yeah. And so, it's those kind of things that that the Lord would look and say, when you are following me, and you are being transformed by me, you love what I love. You find joy in what I find joy in. Uh, and you give yourself to what you give yourself to. Now, sometimes um, that is um, more natural than other times, right? So, like, I love being generous. I, like, enjoy it. 
other people, uh, they give out of faithfulness to God, but they don't resent it. So the joy is not, ah, oh, I got to give something away. The joy is, I know this is God's heart and I want to do this. Other people give out of obligation or they give to buy favor with God. Mm-hmm. And to that, that's giving out of compulsion or shame or guilt. And to that, Jesus would say, just keep keep it. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't need the money. That's not the point. Yep. Right? We serve that way. Uh, I, I serve um, – uh, Heidi and I were helping a, a friend recently. I had a blast doing that. It's my buddy. We laughed all day. Uh, they needed some help with something, and we just enjoyed doing that. There's other times I'm like, uh, all right, I'll go do it. But it's funny. I walk away, and I'm like, Lord, I see why you wanted me to do that yep. now. Other times they're like, you know what, can I pay? Can I just pay somebody to do it for you? <laughs> right? Yeah. So I, I want to be careful because God looks on the heart. Uh, he doesn't look on the exterior, but these are the glimpses that he gives us. He's like, I'm looking for this, not that. I want this, not that. And I would want to see those things in myself and in the people that I'm, I'm wanting to disciple and the people that I want to make sure really know who Christ is. Absolutely. I, um, I remember – a friend of mine, this is years ago, um, it's actually before I became a pastor. I used to work at UPS and um, so, you know, unloading trailers and stuff like that. And I remember, if I remember the scenario correctly, what I did to offend a guy wasn't even something that was offensive. He just took it offensively. If I remember it correctly, I'm trying to be humble there, but he lit me up. Like, I don't know that I've ever been talked to as crassly as this guy just ripped me a new one verbally and I I've spoken in that time plenty of words that I shouldn't repeat and I've heard them and again just this was a unique scenario and we had had lots of conversations about the Lord before <laughs> lots of conversations <laughs> about how he was trying to grow in his relationship with Christ and I remember in that moment feel like one of my first reactions was do you actually know Jesus because this is bad yeah like this isn't a little bit of well, let's pretend that was halfway through our shift, and he didn't talk to me for the next three or four hours. Well, at the end of that shift, he came up to me, tears welling in his eyes, and gave me maybe the most heartfelt apology yeah. I've ever gotten from anybody. He, he just blew it. He just blew it, and that heart of God, and thankfully, but got the better of him. And he brought back and sought reconciliation. Yep. And it blew my mind. But that that's not natural either, to go apologize when he probably thought he was right. Yep. But the, the heart of God drove him to a godly action. That's right. Yeah, and, and, the, and this is where we want to be careful. Like, I do not the, – the people will say God's not judgmental, which is not true. <laughs> he is judgmental. In fact, in Matthew 25, he is sitting in judgment, right? So right. he is judgmental. So they'll say, as Christians, we should not be judgmental. That's also not true. Mm-hmm. It's, However, I should not be self-righteous, and it is not my place to determine if you're good enough at, at being a Christian and get into heaven or not. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you ever want to have a conversation that's unanswerable, but 
if you have a really, really long drive, it'll keep you awake, is ask this question, how good of a disciple do I have to be to go to heaven? And, and usually the one spectrum starts with a thief on the cross who literally never did anything to serve God. Mm-hmm. And then you go all the way, oh, you get over to like Judas, like who was like a great disciple and then he betrayed Jesus, you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. It was in the gang kind of thing. So like it, it's not my place to answer that question. God looks on the heart, I can't. It is my place to judge fruit. Mm-hmm. So looking at your friend there and saying, brother, uh, your reaction makes me concerned about your heart. And that's what Jesus is driving at here. And it's I think that's why he gives us these metaphors, is um, for me to look in, at a brother and say, brother, um, I see you in church. I know you know the Bible, but you're a bigot. <laughs> like, that is not sheep stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're not struggling with it. It's like a running joke, mm-hmm. right? Uh, sister, I, I, I see that you, you help and you volunteer, but you are a gossip, mm. uh, which is on the same line of sin as adultery in the Scripture. Like, sister, nobody trusts you with confidences. Yep. And that is not sheep-like behavior. And, and it is, I think, looking and saying, we all blow it. And some of us who have, we're coming out of addictions, we're coming out of points of weakness, we're gonna blow it right in that point of weakness. But like you said, like your friend is like, you, you see that come through. The gossip, the petty person, the divisive person who believes that they're a follower of Jesus, I might have to love them enough to look at them and say, if that's who you really are and what you really hold to, your salvation concerns me. And mm-hmm. I've done that many times over the mm-hmm. years, you know. And and I, I've had, you know, I, I remember years and years ago, I had uh, somebody in my office whose husband was, he wasn't even in sin. He just kind of was not leading well. And the wife rattled through his faults, the record of wrong that she had kept. And and then um, she looked at him, or she looked at me, and she said, so I'm just trying to decide whether to divorce him or not. <laughs> and I said, I said, what? She goes, yeah, I'm just trying to decide whether to divorce him or not. And I looked at her, and I, and I said this, in, in honesty, I said, are you a Christ follower? Mm. She goes, well, yes. And I'm like, that's not a Christ-following conversation not over this right and she's like what do you mean i'm not happy i'm like we are so far away from god defining and directing the situation like we're we're out of out of asking and we wound up having a conversation about her heart mm-hmm. that's why these warning these warnings are not in the scripture to make us insecure uh, these warnings are not in the scripture to make us anxious, like, oh no, I said a bad word. That's not these at all. These warnings are in the scripture because Jesus would look and say, sheep and goats graze in the same field. And if you fear that you're a goat, we need to press in hard to to your relationship with Christ. Um, if you fear somebody you love is one, then you who are mature should be involved in their life. 
Now, part of the reason why I speak about this with authority is because I was a goat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was a sheep and goats grazed in the same field. So I grew up in church four times a week, know the Bible inside out, Christian school, all that kind of stuff. I did not love Christ, and I did not love people. And uh, one of the things I noticed in my life when, when I actually repented of my sin and accepted Christ, I noticed my compassion for people went through the roof. Now, hmm. I'm still not a naturally compassionate person. I know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. You can say. But, <clears throat> but I hope I'm the guy that comes back and apologizes when I blow it. You are. Right? And so the... Um, I want to be, mm-hmm. I just, it's my personality, it's my wounds, it's mm-hmm. my weaknesses. I'm good at being generous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you, and I've But I'm seen not good the, at being compassionate, right? And that's where the strength of God shows up in our weaknesses, because to that point that we're kind of teasing about, I've seen you be incredibly compassionate in tons of different circumstances. So as God works in you, yep. he shows up. That's and right. Like, this isn't my natural thing. He's like, but it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> And this is where, like, Heidi is so good at things I'm so bad at. Mm. And, you know, so you you get into the completeness of marriage. You get into the body of Christ. Uh, you're so good at things I'm so bad at. That's, you know, it's part of why you're a good, we're a good team, all those kind of things. But, but I would look at all those, like you and Heidi and others, and say, yeah, and I know your weaknesses too, but you struggle, you're not blind. You want to be like Christ. The goat doesn't know. Right. Um, when they ask that question, they're like, when did we do that? And I, and Jesus is like, the fact that you're asking that question is actually the issue. So these are not to be insecurity passages, nor are they to be weaponized. Right. These are for us to have insights into what God really longs for and and to what it what it really means for us to be like him. And so uh, Jesus, even though he's at a judgment seat here in Matthew chapter 25, he's not he's not relishing like told you, mm-hmm. you know, finally caught you. That's never God's heart. He's like, this is the deal. And, and when you get into these, uh, the Matthew 7 passages, it's the same thing. He's not like out to get you. He's like, yeah, you, you can be in the field with all the sheep and be a goat. Yeah, absolutely. So guard, guard your heart, watch your heart, be honest with your, yourself about your heart. One of the most foundational passages we use around here is John fourteen fifteen. If you love me, you'll obey my commands. Yep. And that's kind of the deal. So if you're, as you're watching, listening, you find yourself going, I mean, I have a hard time reacting the way that you're talking about. I find myself often in those, I wonder if I'm a goat. The answer is Jesus. It's a relationship with him. And as you build that actual, I want to follow you relationship with him, he then changes your heart and you start to see those things play out. Behavior never creates love. Love always alters behavior, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not a very compassionate person sometimes. You know why? Because I'm self-righteous and I don't easily accept the depth of my need for compassion from Christ. 
So where I have grown in that area is where I have looked and said, oh my gosh, everything I do is filthy rags. If Mm -hmm. Jesus doesn't love my sorry self, I'm toast. So the more I receive the compassion of Christ, the more I'm able to give the compassion of Christ in my life. That's how I overcome that what would be like a natural blind I'm not trying to be a jerk, I'm just good at it. Right. <laughs> so that natural blind spot is by seeing that Christ has to give that to me. Absolutely. I love it. Well, I hope this is helpful for you as you're listening. I hope that this is something that encourages you in your walk with Christ and equips you to have those conversations with people that you love. And if you're struggling with this, again, we'd love to help walk Mm -hmm. that through with you. We want to see you have that relationship with Christ, to see that life transformation, but then we want to be able to see you walk in a vibrant uh, journey with him. Well, thanks for listening. If you have a question that you'd like to ask, you can always do so at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. And of course, we would love to help you take any next steps that you need. Please uh, subscribe, follow us, rate our podcast. We'd love that help on the back end there. And of course, if you ever want to join us on the weekend, if you're in the Akron area, you can come out to one of our locations uh, or you can always join us online as well. Well, thank you so much for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. We'll catch you next week.